You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. I'm Calvin, and you're listening to Leading Questions with Calvin Moore. This show is an experiment in civility, gathering people who disagree to sit down face-to-face and having them discuss their disagreements. Do we ever arrive at consensus? Sometimes. What's most important is... We've got the conversation started. Well, hey, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of Leading Questions with Calvin Moore. I am your host, Calvin Moore, and per usual, I am here with my co-hosts, Ken Straith and Steve Phelps. What's going on, guys? Hey there, Calvin. Calvin. We're live. We're in person. In person, live in the same room. In person, seeing that each other, spreading yeah. that COVID, COVID now we're, love. We are, right, we're, we're finding three inches of plexiglass around each of us. There is no plexiglass. I'm this in a hazmat very, suit. Very unsafe. Bubble wrap. Yeah. I, I refuse to go that route. I'd like there there are places that have done that, but a it doesn't really help anything, and b it absolutely destroys the acoustics. We are literally is. recording from a location that has the plexiglass. He says does not work, so that's great. That's fantastic. No, I mean in a studio environment, I've seen it. Oh yeah. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So like like basically any elementary school right now. Yeah. No, so but it's like, like cu- <laughs> it's like cubed off. Is yeah. What you're saying okay, and and that just oh, that's just horrible for it. audio. It's right. no, it it makes it extremely reflective and echoey. Yeah. Oh, but but couldn't you put like sound dampeners on the? How expensive are sa- sound dampeners? You, you could, Dave? but they don't. Then you wouldn't see each other. How, but much, yeah. how expensive you, are those things? Though? These are expensive. You need to invent translucent sound dampening foam. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody Dave, could be doing it in their own it. room. I, I, yeah. From put himself out of business. Yeah. You could make you could you could make a lot of money off that. That's I'm right. Saying. It's the new world we live in, Dave. Take. I'm I'm good. You're good? He's good. He's I, good. I, I have enough crap. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't need one more And that's to-do the moment list. Calvin became a billionaire. <laughs> <laughs> Dave passed. He's like, Dave passed. I'm going to pick up that ball <laughs> yeah. and run with it. Who's the Steve Wozniak in this situation? Oh, okay. <laughs> oh. All right. So anyway. Failed at a great manner. I know. Right. All right. Uh, who, uh, who's the guy who got bought out of Facebook? I don't know. Whatever it was. It was a social network movie. Eduardo like. Saverin. Uh, the, 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 the twins. Yeah. The guy from... Napster. Sean Fanning. Sean you're that Fanning. guy. You're yeah. Sean Fanning in this. No, situation. actually, well, no. It's the it's the third guy from Apple who sold the guys his his oh, shares like for eight hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. 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 you're, you're, you're that third, guy in this that situation. Guy. Yeah. Meanwhile, like I'm in the money. Says to this day, he <laughs> doesn't regret it. So, how you guys been? How you guys been? Good. It's been I, a week. It's I, been a week. I played my first uh, show in front of a lot of people uh, wow. since this okay. whole thing happened at the Rochester Farmer's Market. Farmers Market. Okay. All right. Farmer's Markets. Are Shout where, out to the Farmer's Market. I believe that's where Aerosmith got their start with the, the Rochester, uh, the, the Rochester yeah. Hills Farmer Market. Tomato looks like a lady, and he yeah. reworked it, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. As he that's also on. where Jay-Z got his start. Like, Is it? Yeah. Oh, like, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's tomato like, state of mind. It's a market mind. state of mind. Tomato, tomato, tomato state of mind. I was going to go market state of mind. All right. Good enough. We got All the same of this place. is a mystery to me. I have no idea what's <laughs> going on right now. Oh, there. that's so funny. I you're, feel like I may be having so a stroke. so lame. <laughs> oh, the, the market will be televised. There, the market there it is. Will that's, be televised. Yeah, I think it will not be televised. Will not. Well, I, in this case, I was there. I like it to be televised. Right. These are pop culture references, Ken. Like from like smell a long time right ago, though. We went right. from dude smells like a tomato. That's there, from, there, so, there. There you go. Right. There you go. Do you get that reference? No. Oh, no, that's our, an Aero- oh. There's an Aerosmith song. Dude, <laughs> Dude looks like a lady. Looks like a lady. I know that one. That's the one. We're 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 playing off the market. Oh, it smells like a tomato. tomato yeah, yeah. Dude, yeah. Okay. tomato looks so, like a lady. Okay. Aerosmith yeah. also did a song called "Oh, Where Is My Hairbrush." Did you get that reference at least? That was not Aerosmith. That was Veggie Tales. There you go. I, okay. It's also sung by a tomato. Anyhow, um, so uh, uh <laughs> huh? Cucumber, technically speaking. Cucumber. Anyway, anyway, um, how was so, your week? <laughs> uh, well, my week was was fine, since about uh, 
since about Friday at a quarter to eight, I've been on social media a lot. PM or AM? Well, uh, PM. 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 What, uh, what happened on Friday? Well, everything's terrible, Steve. Oh, okay. Everything's terrible. Oh. Um, yeah, so banter's over, Calvin. Oh, way to drop I that mean, out I of mean, window. Antebellum came out. That was a terrible movie. Are, is that what we're, is that I was, what we're talking about? I was looking forward to that. I'm, looking, I'm still looking forward okay, to it. No, uh, no, no. I'm going to spoil no, the whole movie. No, 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 I'm telling you. No. No. You have to go out there. If I spoil the movie for you now. Don't do it. You will be grateful that I did. No, no, I will forever hold it against you. I pay for Apple Plus, and so I can see this movie for what seems like free. You stole it, and you're not going to spoil it for me. By the way, I did buy this one. Good for you. Don't spoil it for me. I bought this one. Do not spend the money. I'm not. He's not. You I already weren't... bought Apple TV Plus. Yeah. So anyway, let's just no, leave... no, no, no. You have to rent it. You have to rent it. It's twenty bucks. Let's bucks. leave oh, Antebellum. Bucks. We're not. We would watch it next year anyway. Yeah, we would. We would. Okay. We watch it next year. Okay. Anyway. Let me just tell you. No, tell I'm us. Not, I'm not going to give you oh. any spoilers. You know, sure, I have a. Fine. I have a superpower. No. You can tell me three words, and I'll know something about no it, spoilers. and it'll bum me out. It is a trash movie. There are no spoil. I will give you no spoilers. You fine. tell me no spoilers. Right. I am that guy because I hate it when people give me spoilers. I so hated this movie on a fundamental level, and I want to talk about it with the three, with the two of you when when you are done watching it. Okay, okay? we'll bring and it back. Up. I will tell you. I you reserve can... the right to tell you. I told you yes. so. You yes. know what? When you I don't hate it. it, I don't disbelieve you at this point. I'm just saying I want the opportunity to see it. Yeah. But then also, you can tell me I told you so all you want. That's if, cool. If you try to like it based on the fact that. You were white, and the movie is somewhat about slavery. I, the word antebellum is in there, so I, I'm yeah, gonna... I, I will. I will tell you that is not enough reason to like the movie. My whiteness tells me <laughs> I must like. I, this I have movie. to like this movie <laughs> right? because it's about slavery. It's about slavery. No, it's no. a trash movie. It is a trash movie, and I and and this is for the. This is actually one of the few movies actually that I have watched and thought this movie is trash. The critics thought it was trash, and I'm like, oh, hey, it? you know what? I'm going to give it the chance because I don't agree with the critics, generally speaking. They can be wrong. Sure. And I watched it, and I was like, this is trash, but maybe I just don't get it. And then almost every other person who has watched this movie to a fault has said, this is a trash movie. Oh, and Rotten Tomatoes score of 28. Oh, I, that's It is good. a bad movie. Huh. So every October for like 10, 12, I don't know how many years, time, many, yeah. many years, Kent and I get together uh, for like four or five straight uh Weekends or something Every like that in, in October, October. Yeah. and watch uh, we, what we call October movies. We try to find uh, the thriller movies that you just don't hear about really very often. Sometimes I'm not we watch invited more... to this. I feel like we've known each other long enough that I should be invited to this. Yeah, the problem is we also have our other film festival entries, and one time you came and loudly fell asleep. So we do not, <laughs> we do not invite you to this. this. We, it's not that we actually. It's not that I have thought. You know Did what? I? Calvin yeah. should come to this, and then we shouldn't. It's usually it's he. Kent comes to my house. There's no one else there. We're like, all right, this is the Let's night we're going to we're, we're yeah. watch the first one on our list. So a lot of times it's not even planned. But well, if you want to be invited, I we will like invite you to a, a proper- I will drink coffee before I come. Okay. Next okay. time that I know. Okay, all right. All right. They're at my house. We watch them at my house. I'll do this. All right. I would okay. love this. All right. We'll, we will let this. you know. We're putting together a list. We're going to talk about it this week. I can't week. guarantee that I will always make it, That's but fine. I, we'll, I would love the invites. We will throw the invites to you. And what I wanted to say, though, too, is that anyone who listens to the show- Can come. Can come to the- No. Who has a great idea for a little under the radar, for a little under the radar, uh, like thriller type, uh, Halloween ish yes. type movie? Hello, send leading it to questions the, now. Yes, yeah, send it to the show because we will listen and we will compile this. So if, if anyone has any suggestions, Kent and I, uh, we, we watch too many of them. I think now we've surpassed the good yeah. ones. And so 
we find diamonds. Last year we found a diamond in the rough, but uh, anyway, we like suggestions. So I'm just throwing that out there. Okay. There is a uh, there is another show uh, on the network uh, that might help you. Uh, okay. It's called 15 Minutes of Mame. Okay. Um, sounds promising. And 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 it's it's uh, my friend Steph, okay. and and she spends 15 minutes reviewing four random horror movies. Right. Uh, that she has found on uh, Netflix or Amazon Prime. This is a little cross pollination here. I like this. She this sounds great. like a terrible person. So it's, it's wow. like it started because she, like she challenged herself to make it through every horror movie on uh, in the Netflix horror genre. All right. And so she she re- and it's like and they're not so like I said it's it's no more than fifteen minutes and she covers four movies in every episode. So you're getting like a Wait, two to episode, three minute. The episode is no more than fifteen minutes. Yeah. Or wow! The review is fifteen minutes. No, no, oh, the episode minutes, is, and reviews. she covers four movies oh, in fifteen okay. minutes. So you get like oh, that's two terrible. minute quick this sounds, hits. This sounds like amazing terribleness. No, I'm in. That's fine. Yeah. Actually, that would be great. It. We were gonna, we're looking I'm for ideas. Subscribing to this right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this I'm gonna great. listen and then I'm gonna spoil it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. So uh, that being said. Uh, speaking of real life horror, oh, yeah. Um, let's let's talk about current events. So, Calvin um, is the king of segways. I am the I am the no. King they're of one one wheels. I think. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no. I have a uh, yeah. I have a one wheel, not a segway. Not segways. Oh. Um, yeah. So it's very different. Um, so uh, it is currently at time of recording. It is September twentieth, two thousand and twenty, and Ruth Bader Ginsburg, uh, Associate Justice of the Supreme Court, has uh, perished. Died. Yes, she has kicked the bucket. She has uh, she's died, um, which, of course, is creating a political firestorm at at this point. Earlier this morning, I did an episode of a show called Shot of History, where I did an episode about Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Um, but uh, that's uh, that's kind of where we find ourselves at this point in the uh, in the political spectrum uh, in the political race. Uh, before, I mean, we're in a political series right now, right? Where we've talked about a bunch of different things. Last week, we talked about environmentalism. Uh, we've talked about um, what else have we talked about? We talked about uh, foreign policy. We talked about how elections work uh, and uh, education. And, and we and, did not schedule any show specifically about the Supreme Court. Actually, well, I don't we, believe we, we, did, we did not do that. But we also, I mean, at th- at this point now, this election suddenly a couple days ago, Friday, right? Friday, mm-hmm. um, this election all of a sudden became about not just who becomes the president of the United States, in uh, who's elected pr- uh, president in, in November, but also it has become about the Supreme Court. That is literally, it, it is both. It is synonymous. Well, at this and, point. and I would have said, though, uh, even if she had not died last week, it still would have been about that because the odds of her surviving four more years it's a was well pretty... It's a well-known secret. That, well-known secret. Uh, those are the worst secrets. Um, it was a... Uh, an open secret that she was planning to announce her retirement uh, in the event of a Biden win in the spring. Right. And, and I've seen online, and, and, and I take this as a grain of salt because it's online, but there were people who were saying she should have retired during the Obama administration and would have kept this from happening. But she was still a brilliant jurist. Well, she Isn't respected it? the pr- Supreme Court enough not to do that. Right. In a way. And so now we are in, in, we're in, a, in a spot where... You have Republicans who said one thing in 2016 about, hey, we, you should, we're going to use the Biden rule and, and not nominate anybody. By the way, to, uh, the Biden rule is an entirely fictional thing. Does not exist. Okay. All right. Well, that's yeah. that's fine. That's fine. Why um, don't you do you want to give a little background yeah, on that? Because I've heard I've heard this. Joe so, Biden. Well, 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 let me let me go ahead. Okay. So what I have heard, and yeah. then you just said it's fictional, but I'm going to say what I have heard it is. Yep. 
is Joe Biden said that in an election year, you should. This is what 1992. Two. 1992. Okay, so I knew that. Okay, so 1992. Apparently, Joe Biden had said, "Hey, um, in an election year, we should wait until uh, the next president, whoever is elected president, should be the person who gets to choose who the 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 nominee is for the Supreme Court. We should not do this in an election year." Now, that is how, and the problem with the Biden rule uh, is that that's that what is, I've heard it is. That's so. how it's remembered. Mm-hmm. Joe Biden, uh, who is back in the news, by the way, but uh, I've heard about Joe him. Biden in 1992 did give a speech, um, in uh, a speech on the floor of the Senate, um, in which he said, "If a vacancy, and I don't know what the context was or why he was talking about it, but he said if." Um, it was the waning days of the 1992 election, which was uh, George H.W. Bush versus uh, Arkansas Governor Bill Clinton. And Ross Perot. And Ross Perot. Um, if, who might have been out at that I was going to say, he was out, then he was in, then he was out, um, and I'm back. So uh, Biden gave a speech in which he said, um, uh, if a Supreme Court vacancy were to arise between now and the election, uh, my hope is that President Bush— uh, uh, would not nominate and would let and would let uh, the election happen uh, would would let the election happen and uh, and the next president do it uh, so it was at best a uh, gauzy generality there was no there was no um, opening at the time and it should be noted it was like June 28th uh, it was the summer uh, the election was twelve weeks away, and so it was a, a purely hypothetical. A hypoth- I don't know what he was thinking. It was a purely hypothetical situation. Uh, he didn't say anything about an election year. He said basically in the next three months. Okay, and, and, that, and that's fair. Um, most people in America, as you know, we all know on the show, uh, have a very short memory and uh, are also stupid. Uh, not not all of our listeners, but I, I can't tell you which of those two things is more important. <laughs> yeah, sometimes there are plenty of people who oh the Biden rule and and do no research. So I mean right. I'm, I'm I, as as informed as I tend to be, I'm getting educated on this right now by yeah. you. So the person who does not do a lot of political uh, research is probably even more floored. Yeah, uh, at this point uh, on that. So that being said, regardless, uh, the in 2016 the Republican Party. The Republican brass, I'll say, mm-hmm. um, called this the Biden rule. They did. Uh, blocked uh, Garland Merrick. Merrick, for, Merrick Garland. Merrick Garland. Sorry, yeah. uh, Merrick Garland. I said Garland Merrick. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, Merrick Garland uh, for what, eight months? Eight, nine months? Something like it that? It was springtime, I believe. And uh, Antonin, Antonin Scalia. The vacancy came up because the, uh, Antonin, Antonin Scalia, Scalia v- died on Valentine's Day weekend. <clears throat> I know that because I was in Meyer uh, buying shoes uh, when I got the text. And, it's like your September eleventh. Uh, <laughs> it was. I remember exactly where I was. Uh, where I was when Antonin when Scalia, Antonin Scalia died. died. So that was Valentine's Day weekend. Um, uh, so that I believe it was February thirteenth, and um, the nomination for Merrick Garland came down on um, I think March sixteenth. March sixteenth. Yeah. However, uh, Scalia's Scalia died on the thirteenth, and it was that night when. Uh, once uh, when current and at that point uh, current 
um, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell of Kentucky um, said that uh, there would be no vac- the vacancy would not be filled. Uh, he was committed to not filling the vacancy until a new uh, until a new president was sworn in uh, on the on the basis of the New Hampshire primary and the Iowa caucuses had already taken place. People were already voting. The election was underway, and it, uh, the people should decide. The people should have a voice in who the next justice should be. So, so before we get to talking about, uh, we've we've kind of jumped in a little bit ahead of where we want to be. This more, we'll talk about more of this on on the back half of the show. Um, on the front half of the show, I feel like we should at least honor, uh, you know, the no, the notorious RBG. Uh, I know that she found. Um, fame late in life interestingly enough the episode of the show that i did earlier shot of history where i talked about her upbringing jewish um you know was raised by fairly liberal parents at a time where liberalism was not a big deal um grew up during mccarthyism when when she was at cornell university uh for her undergrad work met her husband um she was encouraged to become a lawyer to kind of fight the issues that she was seeing all 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 those things are Interesting, but I, I spoke more about her her upbringing and what led to her becoming a justice on the U.S. District Court, and then ultimately becoming a nominated to the Supreme Court, and then you know very quickly, actually, she was fast tracked. Um, uh, well, to, what, what she's most notable for—I uh, mean, what she's aside from her judicial career, what she's most notable for is graduating at the top of her class at Harvard Law. One of she I didn't think, graduate from Harvard. She what was it? Uh, Columbia. 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 Sorry, she, Columbia. She New York went, City. She, she went Boston. to Harvard for three years. Oh, okay. Her husband got a job in New York. Yes, she transferred to Columbia. Yes. It was a movie about this. Yes. I saw yes. it on the basis uh, of sex. On the basis of sex. Yes. Uh, top of her class at Columbia, and um, and unable after graduating the top of her job. class to get a job. Yep. Um, and she uh, where she was she was told she was not told uh, we don't hire women, but there was you're just always, too short. You're just too she, short. <laughs> you're you're short. Um, I wish uh, you were a little bit taller. I wish you were a baller. We're gonna give this. Uh, we're gonna give this job to somebody with uh, who's supporting a family. And it's taller. That, yep. So uh, she had no choice but to go teach at Rutgers, uh, which is the uh, the now Big Ten University uh, across the river it's in the New Princeton Jersey. of the Big Ten. The Princeton well, of the Big well, Ten. Okay, so before she got the job, before she got the job, yeah. there okay. at Rutgers. So yes. Gerald Gunther was a law professor at Columbia. <clears throat> okay, he pulled strings that got her jobs as a clerk. Judge Edmund L. Palmieri okay. in the U.S. District Court for the Southern District of, of New York City. Yes. She got that job, worked there for two years. Okay. Once she had that job and did... Uh, actually, he was threatened by Gunther. Like, if you do not hire her, because oh. she's the top of her class. Okay. He's like, I don't want to hire a woman. She's probably not as good as a guy. He said, if you don't hire this woman because she's amazing, mm-hmm. I will never send you another reference again. Okay. Never once. Well, good for him. And he hired her. But Gunther also said, "Hey, if she if she ends up being a total screw up, mm-hmm. then hire the guy that you want to. Right? But she's not going to. Mm-hmm. He hired her. She was she went well above and beyond what he expected of her. And after working for him for two years, because that was a clerkship, was mm-hmm. two years. Um, then she was hired at Rutgers. She had a, she had a million job." Uh, offers right okay, and she got the the job at, at Rutgers uh, because I think yes. it was close to New York where her husband worked. Yes, that, yeah, yes, and then she went and taught at Columbia. Okay, yeah, which is even closer to where even her closer to her, where yeah. her husband works. I don't know 
that she taught at Columbia? I think she did. No, it's after, after Rutgers. No, after Rutgers. Okay, I don't know about sure. after Rutgers. I know at Rutgers. I think after Rutgers. Rutgers is no. Rutgers is when she. I'm sorry. I literally talked about this earlier. Okay. Um, as far as I know, she didn't go to Columbia, but she taught at Rutgers, and then a bunch of women approached her and said, "Hey, we love what you're about." She started focusing on women's issues, and they asked her to teach a class or craft a class mm-hmm. about discrimination on the basis of sex. Okay. And she started teaching on the. She started teaching that class. She started speaking at conferences, and she started writing a ton of articles mm-hmm. about this. I don't know that she ever went back to Columbia. I could I could look that up later, but yeah. as far I, as I thought she worked she was, there too. But okay, she she did not get any. Uh, she did not but get any um, fight to the death, and whoever wins will consider <laughs> no, no, that. That's, that's how we consider uh, uh, she, what she, happened. She did not get offers <laughs> from Harvard or for Col- from Columbia. Mm-hmm. She ended up getting the job at Rutgers, okay. and she was also paid half of what oh, her male colleagues. There was only a way we could look this up. Initially. That's true. Yes. 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 <laughs> And go. Anyway, and the only reason I'm on. like so adamant about this because I literally talked about this earlier today. So you know, on a show it. devoted to history while drinking alcohol. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sure it's totally reliable. Although I did not get drunk this morning. Okay, That's, that that was my deal because uh, I had the show tonight. But go on. Sorry. Um. Right. So uh, I I do not know what happened between Rutgers and maybe Columbia. Uh, and be- I will totally <laughs> redeem you uh, right here in public if if you're and right. being right. being nominated by Jimmy Carter to the uh, district court yep. in uh, 1980. I believe. Yeah, and, and, and something I didn't know until, honestly, I studied it honestly today. I just yes. learned this. I didn't know how the federal courts work. So there are the U.S. district courts. Yes. And there are a number of them, depending on how big your state is. Like New York, ha- which is where she clerked. Okay. Um, there are four, north, south, east, and west, north, south, north, south, east, and west in mm-hmm. New York. Okay. Because the state is so large. Yes. Um, and those are... Federal courts, and then if your case fails yep. in the U.S. District Court, then and these are trial courts, then it will go to you can appeal it to the U.S. Court of Appeals. Yes, Federal Court of Appeals. Yeah, Federal Court of Appeals, of which there are thirteen yes. circuits. And af- right. after that, then you have the U.S. Supreme Court. That's it. Yes, there's three levels I, of district I, I court. I didn't. I had no idea. Yeah, three until levels today. of federal court. And I mean, the Supreme Court's not my biggest deal. I mean, courts, federal courts, are not my biggest deal. I found that out today. I found that very interesting. Okay, hmm. she was a research associate at Columbia, but not a full professor. Research okay. associate okay. At, at Columbia. Okay. Okay. All right. Fair enough. All right. Um. Continue. Uh. Well, now nominated to the district court by Jimmy Carter in 1980, uh, and then uh, in 1994. Three, 1993, um, elevated to the U.S. Supreme Court by Bill Clinton after I don't know who died or retired. Was it William Brennan? I think it might have been William Brennan. uh, Somebody retired. Now, here's the interesting thing about that. Um, She was not at all on Clinton's list. No. Right? So uh, Donald Trump now has a list. We're talking about uh, the possibility of, uh, uh, let's see, what's her name? Amy 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 Coney Coney Barrett. Barrett, Amy Coney Barrett. Okay, Coney Barrett. Um, love the middle name. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, she's possibly going to be elevated to the court. We'll see. Mm-hmm. But she's top of the list, according to everyone we're reading about. Yeah. RBG was not at all on Clinton's radar mm-hmm. whatsoever for consideration. Mm-hmm. And she was very intrigued by the job. Yep. She was already working with Antonin Scalia okay. on the uh, uh, the district court. <clears throat> okay. He had been uh, nominated by Reagan two years after she was already on the court. 
Yep. They became fast friends. They both loved opera. He, he became, uh, Scalia became a su- Supreme Court justice in 86, so they worked together for some number of years, I guess. Yeah. By the way, I have his short list in front of me, and it's kind of funny. Okay. If you ever want to, if you want to hear some of the names well, of well, it. Yeah, I know. I know. One of them, Ed Cruz, to get him out right, right out of there. <laughs> One of them is Ted Cruz. One yeah. of them is Ted oh, Cruz. Yeah. 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 Um, that, that's just for humor's <laughs> sake. Um, um, but uh, either way, uh, she, what was I say? Okay, so she was not on his radar. Uh-huh. And people were, people ended up lobbying for her. Do you right? know who one of those people lobbying for her was? And it was a senator who ended up It was a for future her. senator. Future senator. It was somebody very close to Bill Clinton. It was Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton. Okay. Hillary Clinton put a bug in her husband's ear, uh, not literally, uh, and said that she- it Sounds like uh, something she would do. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> she did. Said that, uh, <laughs> that she was a fan of, uh, of this- you know, little known uh, mm-hmm. New York based judge. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's probably not going to be not probably not going to be her, but it would be good for women if you have her in for an interview. So uh, he called uh, he called uh, uh, Judge Ginsburg and asked her to come in on a, a very casual conversation f- uh, on a Sunday. And because he was meeting a judge, uh, these are these are words I heard today out of Hillary's mouth. So, because he was meeting a judge, uh, Bill, uh, who was in his his football watching Sunday gear, uh, shaved and put on a suit, a presidential suit, to meet this judge for a very casual conversation. And she showed up at the White House incredibly casual, like tennis shoes, casual, and was she probably ran there horrified, and she was just horrified. But they hit it off. Uh, instantly, yeah, and uh, hit it off instantly, and he was, uh, and she was nominated. Um, yeah, very, very quickly, final. and 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 as far as I understand, fast track, but uh, and she, then approved by the Senate, ninety six to yeah, three. And, and and one of the reasons that she was approved so quickly is because, and this is where I think, uh, like, we're in this political season now. We're like, hey, you know, if you have like, uh, what, it's going to be six three, six six two, six three, six three on the six three. If six three, three right, yeah. If this nine. goes through, yes. Yeah. If this goes through. Um, and I, I don't know, I, I mean, I understand the alarmism, <laughs> I honestly do, I feel it, um, but at the same time I'm going, the people that tend to be nominated to the Supreme Court don't tend to be very, very extreme, like Antonin Scalia and, not, as, in, in the modern era, as far as I understand, okay. Antonin Scalia and Ruth Bader Ginsburg were both very much considered they they considered each other on the opposite extremes yes. of the of the political Well, I thought they Stevens were. might be even. Um, I don't know if he's but, uh, would have been oh, farther J- than our John RG. Paul Stevens. Yeah, uh, but, sure. He was. He had he was Ginsburg's there. politics. Right. He, okay. Yeah, but to that end, they they were fast friends. They disagreed with each other's politics, mm-hmm. but neither of them saw the other as political extremes. And when they were nominated, the reason why they were nominated and were passed through fairly easily. Was because they un, like both Republicans and Democrats said, "Okay, this person's middling enough mm-hmm. that we 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 can confirm them and not feel like we're going against our political values, and it won't be a political liability later on." Mm-hmm. That's how Ruth Bader Ginsburg flew through. That's how Antonin Scalia he didn't go through as easily, but he still yeah. I don't know what his through. what his vote was, so, but it was a different era. Yeah, and, but either way, I'm just going okay. I think when it comes to the Supreme Court, and I've been looking at this all day today, and I'm not an expert, but I'm going, the people that are on the Supreme Court, yes, I understand the alarmism that we have. I'm very scared. I'm very concerned about what's going to happen. But at the same time, these people that are on the Supreme Court are brilliant jurists who have committed their life to 
the law, the Constitution, understanding it, procedure, all that jazz. Um, and I get it. They have political leanings. They're human. But at the same time, I'm going, the reason why almost all the people that are currently on the Supreme Court are there is because they appealed to both Republican and Democrats who do government every single day. And they were confirmed fairly W- without without too much issue, rather with, without the with the exception of Kavanaugh and and uh, uh, Clarence Thomas, yeah. But even still, both of them. So I mean, Clarence Thomas has been a force on the on the Supreme Court. Um, Kavanaugh has made a few decisions so far, but it's still been a fairly well, quote unquote decent right. court. And that's why Mayor Garland couldn't get any meetings because he was too qualified. He would have, he should have passed. <laughs> he was too. There's there no reason not to have a. You know, confirmed him because so, he was too good. Yeah. I want to talk about uh, major cases that um, that uh, RBG was involved in. Uh, b- but here's a question, just mm-hmm. speculation. I had this conversation earlier today. Merrick Garland, nominated by uh, President Obama. Barack Obama, mm-hmm. um, eight months prior to an election, did not happen. We we heard all the rhetoric hey, to, in an election season. We're not going to do it. Biden rule, whether it's real or not real, that's what it was appealed to. Fine. Um, was not ultimately confirmed because Hillary did not win. Not, not confirmed. Not wasn't, voted on. Wasn't even voted not on. Not voted on. Yeah. Which, right. is, the, but, which but, is the real crime. But Trump here. won, so there was no way it was going to happen. You had nope. a Republican Senate, so it is what it is. So now we have Donald Trump in, in office. We have a Republican majority in the Senate. And they're saying we're going to fast track somebody. We'll see where, whether it's before the election or after the election, whatever. Question is, let's say um, Joe Biden wins the election. And somehow nobody gets put on the Supreme Court in, in the time between now and January. Does a Joe Biden put Merrick Garland on or does he get someone more liberal? Absolutely not Merrick Garland. He's too old, though. It's like 65. They're going to shoot for someone younger. Supreme Court seats. I mean, there is a scenario where Merrick Garland can go on, and I we might talk about it later. But do you want to talk about it now? Because it's kind of sure, the— Sure, I'm asking the question now. The only way Merrick Garland could get on the Supreme Court now is if the court were expanded. And expansion of the court, because because expanding the court makes each seat less crucial and less— um, like Congress. Yes, sure. Like if there were a hundred, yeah. Uh, so uh, there is a possibility if things go extraordinarily badly, uh, but Biden wins the election and Democrats win the Senate, that uh, they might expand the Supreme Court by either two or four seats. So you get to 11. 11 or 13. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Right. Which would be a, which be a, 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 nu- a nuclear it option. Would. Um, uh, for what Democrats consider uh, to have been a completely uh, uh, illegitimate uh, backstabbing. Okay, all right. So let's and uh, so if I'm just saying, so if they added four seats, uh, Merrick Garland would be a great candidate. No, no. Here's the thing, though. <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing, though. If you're going to do that, if you're going to yeah. blow up the whole thing, yep. you find four forty-year-olds. And so you make it that you forty-year-olds, forty-year-olds don't have the gravitas. I know, but basically, don't have the experience. What I'm talking yeah. about though is you, you don't can, have a. You 60 could have been president for five years at this point. Yeah, yeah let's put you on this here, lifetime appointment. Here's the right? thing, though. Yeah, uh, I think if you do that, mm-hmm. 
you are asking for it the other way, and so you want as many years in between now and then as possible. I'm just saying they're not going to be 67. They're, they might be oh. 50, but I don't think they're going to be 67. I'm saying if you're going to do that and you're going to put four people mm-hmm. on and you're going to load up the court, you're asking for something in return, so you better make sure it's for the next generation <laughs> and then the next one. Yeah, I. That's yeah, all I mean. I think... I think that if you were to expand the Supreme Court, and we can talk about this more, you know, uh, uh, when we get there. Um, if you were to expand the Supreme Court and add four seats, um, which seems extreme, and it mm-hmm. would be, right. um, one of the ways you could soften the blow uh, from a PR perspective is to choose people uh, that America is largely comfortable with. And Merrick Garland is not a fire breather. Well, I guess if you're trying to do the PR trick of just writing the wrong and mm-hmm. saying this is the guy that should have already been on there. Yes. And so we're just doing what should have been done. This person okay. should have been on Okay, I get that. Yeah. So here's a uh, say, say, hey, largely uh, uh, people that in America are largely comfortable with. Let's be honest. Um, Merrick Garland, never heard his name before he was nominated. Uh, Amy Coney Barrett, who is now nominated, possibly going to be nominated in a yeah. couple of days. Never heard her name before. This. Like, I don't pay attention to the judges. I heard like, when her- I go into, when I go to the voting booth, I don't pay attention to the judges. Like this is the nonpartisan judge section of the voting. Uh, my, my my voting. I know who this is. So do you think that people are well, comfortable with fed- federal judges? Aren't don't appear on ballots. So you're not going to see them on. Okay, on but what you what you're saying though is to the public that doesn't pay attention to nominees. Okay, I I heard and I'm Steve probably heard. Um, heard of Amy Coney Barrett because she was the backup for Brett Kavanaugh when Brett Kavanaugh, it looked like his nomination two years ago might be pulled. Okay. Uh, and then it wasn't, and she, they obviously didn't need so, her. So why does she get in? Why does she get in? Oh, because it's so close in time and she's young? She's she's young. She's Catholic. Uh, she uh, looks good on TV, which is important to Trump. She's and very pretty. She's got a bunch of kids. She looks good. Yeah. She's, I mean, she's Catholic, yeah. Mm-hmm. So she's got a bunch of kids. It goes without saying, either that or she's Mormon. Yep. So okay, so let's talk about uh, RBG. Let's talk yep. about RBG and some of her, um, uh, some of her bigger cases. I know you wanted to talk about that tonight. Um, yeah, I, I mean, while I, she was a Supreme Court justice, while right? she was a Supreme Court justice, right. I, ju- I think it's just you know important to 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 to, to look back and do uh, not a hours-long retrospective, but um, I know that when, and almost exactly 48 hours ago, when I got the alert, which I seconds later sent to both of you, um, sent a screenshot of, when I got the alert that she had passed, it was one of those times where it's not, you know, you know, you hear people say, you know, all, you know, all the breath went out of my body. I felt myself physically deflate. I just, you know, it's not like I had to sit down, but I just... And it wasn't it wasn't yeah. surprising. No, it was it was it was one of those things that was not a surprise, but it was a shock. Mm-hmm. Uh, I expected her to retire and not die. Um, uh, yeah, I so I, call, I called my wife. I called I called Jen. She was on her way home. She was like, "Hey, you know." I called her and she goes, "Hey, honey, I'm sorry. I know I'm running late. You're probably calling because I didn't call and let you know I'm running behind." I said, "Hey, hey, hey. It's okay. It's okay." Yeah. RBG died, <laughs> and you could you could hear. She, no. Yeah. No. 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 That. That's. That's the response I got. So go on. I'm sorry. Wow. I. I mean that. I mean that says it all. Um. Yeah. So when I got that. Uh. So, so the thing that I feel. That I feel is unfortunate. Uh. 
is that we live in a a time in our culture and our politics where a titan of the legal uh, profession and somebody so important to civil rights uh, passes away uh, at 87, and the very first emotion I uh, feel is uh, depression and fear, and that's not fair. So uh, I would just like to, you know, look at uh, some of her notable uh, cases and dissents. Yeah, let's do it. And talk about why they're important to— She got, she uh, got louder. She got louder the longer she was on that Yeah, on that not court. physically louder, but yes, she got—so uh, um, her, her, her most notable—her her most notable early case was she'd only been on the court a couple of years when, um, when the case of a Virginia Military Institute— came up and the court uh she wrote the the she wrote the majority opinion which um which forced vmi an all-male uh military college in obviously virginia to uh accept uh to not reject women out of hand um so did the okay my dad went to the naval academy which mm-hmm. was all male in the 70, 60s 70s 70s okay 70s yeah my dad was he was alive in the 60s but he was not into of the Naval Academy until he was in the seventies. Okay. Um, did this obviously it set a precedent? Did the Naval Academy uh, all start allowing women after this? Um, that, well, after I'm, this case or no? Or was I'm, it before? I'm sure that uh, okay. that Annapolis and West Point uh, were were held to this uh, held to that. Okay. So that was uh, that was the end of sex select sex selective service academies. I don't really know what it did. I mean. I, I don't know if that precedent applied to uh, other schools, but uh, um, actually, was v- is VMI a totally private institution or is it government funded? Uh, I mean, it's a vil- Virginia Military Institute. I'm going to assume it's it's uh, government. Well, funded. not necessarily. Oh, it says it's a state funded. Yeah. It's, it's a state funded school. State funded, so okay. uh, it would be the end of it would be the end of uh, sex selective admission at state funded universities uh, academies. Okay. Steve, you got anything on that? No, I'm, I'm I mean, a- I, I think uh, Scalia, I think, is the only one who voted against it. It was seven, seven to one, eight to one, seven to one. Was it seven to one? Yeah, uh, Clarence Thomas's son went to VMI oh. at the time, and so he, he recused himself. Okay, actually, okay, oh, good for so him. Here's, here's the deal. This, okay, literally, <laughs> the, the would have been seven to two otherwise. The, the VMI, the yeah. VMI case, because it's state. Uh, versus federal, um, versus what federal would do. Yeah. The Naval Academy. Uh, so my, it would have been the year my the year before my dad graduated. Okay. Summer of seventy six. Summer of seventy six. President Ford, because military. Yep. Signed a military authorization bill with a writer directing the admission of women to the service of academies. So the Naval Academy started admitting women in seventy six. Okay. Um, but this is state funded. State funded by Virginia. So, yeah. All right. So. Uh, a notable, a notable dissent, uh, and uh, Ginsburg was uh, probably more fun in her dissents than in her majority opinions. Mm-hmm. Um, a major dissent she had was in uh, Shelby County versus Holder in 2013, which came in Obama's second term and was I mean, it, it was uh, devastating to voting rights in America uh, because it stated that the Voting Rights Act could be uh, eviscerated. Um, there was a which it was which it was uh, absolutely was there was a provision in place uh, under the Voting Rights Act that 
uh, states that had a history of racial discrimination were under federal uh, were under f- federal observation uh, to make sure that they were not um, uh, to to make sure that they were not what's the word I'm looking for discriminating discriminating, uh, discriminating. what's the word what's the what's word, word? I want, uh, that they were not being discriminatory in their uh, voting practices and. Um, in 2013, uh, John Roberts, writing for the majority, said that our uh, and the, the 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 key phrase is that we do not need this provision anymore because quote our country has changed. And uh, Justice Ginsburg wrote in dissent that our country has changed because I mean the, the discrimination <laughs> because this was in place. The discrimination <laughs> is not taking place. Wait, we haven't had any shootings in the schools in months. <laughs> this discrimination right. is not taking place because this provision is in place and her famous line was this is like throwing away your umbrella in a rainstorm because you're not currently getting wet. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds God, I'm going to miss this woman. Mm. Sonomoyar, you better step up your game, girl. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's all on your shoulders now. It's all on her. Jeez, at least for the next couple of weeks, until they bring another woman on who she disagrees with vehemently. All right, let's let's continue. She also uh, she also descended in uh, Lily uh, Lily Ledbetter versus Goodyear, uh, which is a famous case. If you've heard of the Lily Ledbetter Fair Pre- Fair Paycheck Protection Act, uh, it's named for uh, Lily Ledbetter. And uh, I talked to Hookstra about it once. Did you? How'd that go? Uh, Pete Hookstra. Um, I've got a good story. Lily, <laughs> Lily Ledbetter what you do? Uh, was a woman who discovered after, uh, I think it was 19 years of working at uh, the Goodyear uh, uh, you know, tire company, that uh, she was not paid uh, equally for the same work that her male colleagues were, and she sued over it. And... Uh, it got to the Supreme Court, and Samuel Alito, who they uh, who has a nickname of Scalito, um, <laughs> Samuel Alito wrote uh, in the majority uh, saying, "Yes, you you were discriminated against, and yes, it wasn't fair, but you didn't report it in the six in the six month reporting period." Uh, the obvious uh, comeback to that is she didn't know about it for years, but um, that's how it works. She didn't report it for six months uh, in the six months, and so she lost. And that's why the first uh, in two thousand nine, the uh, I mean before uh, the Affordable Care Act, the first uh, uh, piece of legislation that Barack Obama signed was the Lilly Ledbetter Paycheck Protection Act. Which, which, what's nuts about this to me is, like, no one in the court was like, yeah, so they underpaid her by, like, $3.8 million. dollars is what they underpaid her by. Yeah. She had six months, but they didn't tell her. She didn't know? Ooh. <laughs> that sucks for her. That is because, because we've taught each other <laughs> never talk about money, because that yeah. is, uh, that's not something you do. You don't which, talk which, about money. Which is interesting, like, in, in the black community specifically, one of the things that you know, as we're trying to fight, you know, uh, fight for equal pay, equal, you know, equal opportunity, those kinds of things. One of the big conversations in the black community specifically is, no, talk about what yep. you make. 
talk about what you mm-hmm. make because if you don't talk about what you make, the other person mm-hmm. over here doesn't know that they're making less. This is the blackest I've ever felt for, for, because for, I for, believe that for very strongly. Yeah. And, and it's obviously it's obviously uh, something that should be universal, mm-hmm. but specifically within the black community. This is something that's taught. Like, hey, yeah. they tell you don't talk about what you make mm-hmm. because it might make somebody else uncomfortable. It might make somebody else uncomfortable because they're doing the same damn job you are, right. and they're making half of what you're making. So yeah. obviously, talk about it so you can go. If ahead. You're not if hey. you're 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 uncomfortable talking about money because that means you're not earning it. Yeah, I mean that's what that's literally what uh, RBG did when she got hired at Rutgers. She got hired at Rutgers for basically half or a third of what they were paying the male counterpart that was just hired in, and they told her legitimately. She she said, "Hey, why am I getting paid less?" And they said, "Well, he has a wife." And children to support, and your husband has a good job. That's why we're paying you less. My uh, like, my, my wife worked at a private school where she was told the very same thing. Well, after the nineties, by the way. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, did they have access to how much you made? That that makes no sense to me. They just assume, oh, he works at this law firm in New York, so he must make good money. Right. So we're going to pay you less. That that makes no sense to me. But I'm sorry, can't go on. No, that's I mean that's kind of the end of the Lily Ledbetter story. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, she, there, there was a, three dudes talking about women getting paid less. Sure, there was a. Uh, I mean, uh, she was she was uh, Dave's in, quiet in, in 2014. <laughs> Dave's like, I don't care. He muted himself. I, I tend not to interject very much when you guys are rolling. <laughs> oh no, come in, Dave. Come on in, Dave. He's like, I don't even care. I don't even care, man. She, she dissented. Uh, Shouldn't have gotten pregnant. That's, that's, that's Dave's opinion. Oh wow. Don't don't put that on me. Don't, don't. don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. Don't you put that evil on me. Uh, sorry. Ginsburg uh, Ginsburg dissented in the Hobby Lobby case, uh, which uh, ensured that um, uh, privately owned businesses uh, could be treated the same as religious institutions. This is hard to believe. Uh, this is six years ago that Hobby. Lobby I know. Case. That, yeah. uh, I felt like that was like we're last coming year. up on it here. Yeah. I I lost a friend over that one, and I don't miss him. Um, he, he just, uh, just for those of you listening, he did the uh, the uh, hash air quotes friend. <laughs> yeah, I sure. lost a. a uh, friend, oh, dude, I, I actually got unfriended by somebody just last week because she shared um, one of the stupid QAnon groups uh, posts with like Clinton and Obama yeah. all over the p- pictures and that kind of stuff. I'm, and I literally just replied five different times. There's something missing from this post <laughs> with all the pictures of Trump and Melania with him, with Epstein. And uh, and she was like, "Well, I don't understand why you're like why you're trolling." I'm like, "This isn't trolling." You shared a post this from a QAnon editorial. group. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, you you shared a post from a QAnon group, and they are infamously now trying to distract. Don't from use Trump my stuff. words against yeah, me. Exactly. And so then I explained what QAnon was, and so she, and this keep in mind, this is someone I've known for ten years, and I've helped her find three jobs. Like mm-hmm. this was not like a like a casual. Can I'm you like, help her lose the current one? Well, <laughs> three jobs in ten years. She'll you know, do that on her own. As again, yeah, <laughs> pretty sure the clock's ticking already. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I can't. Sorry, sorry. Continue. Sorry. Yeah, and uh, Hobby Lobby. So uh, Hobby Lobby, uh, the the um, for those unfamiliar with it, I mean, I've never been in one. I will uh, not go into it. There's no, one I've right never down, been down in the street one. from here. It's the it's the. It looks like it's cheap from the outside. I, I've, I've <laughs> never even seen an outside. I don't, it, do we have one in this yeah, area? Uh, I think up in uh, twenty three like Mile and Gratiot. There's, there's uh, one in Macomb Mall. It looks like a cheap ass Travers, Home Depot from the outside. Oh, okay. Well, Joanne Fabrics looks cheap from the outside. This looks isn't Hobby than Lobby Joanne the Fabrics. one where the family bought some artifacts from Iraq that turned out to be stolen and or fake for the Museum of the Bible? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. So it's, uh, Hobby Lobby is a um, uh, tchotchke store that's owned by uh, a uh, Christian 
ish billionaire, uh, David oh, David quotes. Green. Air, yeah, Not Christian. Sure you could be both, but go on. Billionaire named David David Green. Christian and adjacent. His yeah, sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> Tang- tangentially related, uh, who did not want to, um, he did he he was fine with uh, providing uh, health insurance to his employees as required by uh, the 2010 Affordable Care Act. He did not want to uh, provide health insurance that allowed for contraception care or for contraceptives to be covered because uh, contraceptives like. Um, specifically IUDs, uh, intrauterine devices, uh, he considers uh, to be uh, abortifacients. Uh, is he Catholic? Uh, I didn't think so. I don't know. He's, I think he's evangelical. He's evangelical. I think it was evangelical, he's evangelical. Yes. which is not, so that's not that common. I thought that was, it was my understanding that was a cover for these girls are having too much sex, yes. and no, so we I mean, need absolutely. to make sure. There are, there are plenty of evangelicals, and you'll find them in the church that you attend. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. Evangelicals are staunch, are not against birth control. And, and, and so, segue here. Yeah. Um, so again, lot, dudes talking about contraception right, for no, women, but that's no, okay. And, and this is I, I led a, I led a panel discussion mm-hmm. uh, years ago when I was in college. I've got friends and, that are girls. And, Go ahead. And, no, no, no. <laughs> no. But it was uh, I, I had friends. a panel discussion, and there was a Catholic priest on on the panel, obviously male, and then I had an, another guy who was a uh, a pastor at a uh, a Church of Christ church, and he said, "Hey, look," um, and, and he's he's feeling confronted by what the the Catholic priest is saying mm-hmm. about contraception. And the Catholic view was, hey, we believe that there is a purpose for sex. And when you put something in the way, anything in the way, mm-hmm. that that frustrates the purposes that God has for sex. So whether it's a condom, whether it's an uh, interuterine device, mm-hmm. that is wrong. The pill. Yeah. And, yeah. and so this guy is sitting across from him and he goes, I have a friend who works at my Church of Christ church who has nine children. And we don't teach this in our church, but I feel convicted by the fact that this guy has nine kids and just says, I just trust God on this. Like, if he wants me to have more kids, I'm going to have more kids. And my wife and I use contraception, and we, I'm not, he's like, I'm not at the point where I'm going to go with you, but I do feel convicted by what you're saying. And, and my thought on this is... When I hear people talk about contraception, within, especially within evangelical circles, right, which I, I feel enough of our listeners are, um, when it comes to the abortion issue in, 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 in this, most of them do not have a problem, much like the guy who was on the panel. They don't have a problem with wearing condoms. They don't have a problem with um, whatever guilt, uh, what other, other pills are not uh, uh, abortif- what was abortifacients. It? Abortifacients. I didn't want to mispronounce that, and uh, but they do take issue with drugs that do do that. I mm-hmm. have found that with an evangelical. Well, like, circles. are you so, um, are you four eighty six? Four eighty six. Yeah, and so yeah, the morning after pill, yeah. right? Yeah. So that is not something. Uh, that's that's where ca- Catholics go a few steps further, right? right? Yeah. But, <laughs> but I, I think in this case, enough, it... I found enough evangelicals where like, hey, right. look, if if it. I'm fine with this, but I'm not fine going here. Right. So. But, and I think the case, I, if I remember, this was the famous Rush Limbaugh defense no. uh, when he, he said that, why do you need to take a pill every day? It's because of all the sex that you're having. Yes, because he is. doesn't understand how a pill works, that you have to take it every day regardless. <laughs> so it was one of two things. It was either Rush Limbaugh being ignorant of how 
uh, this part particular country. Rush, Rush Limbaugh. I know, I know, I know, I know. This is either real. either either by choice or because he knew his viewer or his listeners. Hashtag clutches pearls. Right, right. But <laughs> but more minute more sinister. He probably does know, but he knows his listeners have no idea because they're all men, right. and they don't take they don't pay attention to what their wife does. This is the part of the conversation where I would I would ask no one in particular how someone can for almost an entire year have stage four lung cancer and still be alive if I were a worse person. But you're not. But I'm person. not, so I'm not. I'm going to let it go. Um. Uh, who was it that was diagnosed with cancer and was dead in like a week? Um, it's a local, it's a local oh, Detroit. I'm like Chadwick Boseman. I'm like, no. That, that well, too, yeah. Actually, yeah. they didn't release the news, that, that, but I mean, Patrick, Patrick, actually, a close, four, friend, years. a close friend of mine was three weeks. Oh, God. Recently, really? The, earlier this year, yeah. Mm. Three weeks? Yeah. From diagnosis to death? Yeah. It Jesus. went to hospice and it was three weeks later. Okay. Close friend. All so. right. All right. Yeah. Well, so, um, so that was Hobby Lobby. That's and uh, and what uh, she and uh, Ginsburg dissented in the decision. The so that's another case ma- that, that progressives lost. Yes, majority decision. Okay. It was five that, four. I think uh, it was yeah. definitely five four. Yeah. Um, and then uh, and then the the other most notable one, and I I am not, despite its fame, I still can't really wrap my mind around exactly what happened there. Uh, but uh, uh, Bush versus Gore. In uh, 2000, um, uh, our older listeners uh, may remember that Bush versus Gore were two people running for president in 2000. This, no, this was the first. Uh, th- uh, it, it, this was the first election I was laser focused on. This is the you? first time I I, I, I took watched you to every vote bit. Four. Well, I didn't know yeah, that you, you drove were... me there, but yeah, I remember. I listened to NB- NPR that okay. night from 9 p.m. Until 9 a.m. I slept with it on, and I would wow. wake up intermittently because it hadn't been decided. So, oh, you mean election night? Election night. Oh, I gosh. remember I went to bed at like 1 o'clock. It's still I, Gore. Uh, no, uh, I think Bush had conceded at one point and took it back, and then Gore may have and took it back. And uh, I, I was up all night basically on a sleep, falling asleep, waking yep. back up, listening to the listening to this go on. And, and I listened like seven hours of, of coverage before they all said, you know what? We're not going to figure this out anytime soon. Well, be back in the morning. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Bush versus Gore was the Supreme Court decision decided 5-4 in, uh, in 2000, which stopped the Florida recount uh, of the, the, the hand recount of all ballots in Florida. Um, uh, it's a case, honestly, I have gone back and forth on, um, and I, I obviously didn't like, I mean, I liked the way it turned out at the time. Uh, in retrospect, it was uh, something of a disaster for the world. Um, so this is one of those great what ifs yeah. of what would have been different. Uh, would nine eleven have been different? Would the Iraq and Afghanistan wars been different? Uh, how would that have shaped when Barack Obama would have run? Yep. Uh, well, just a whole lot of like a butterfly effect. Here, here's here's what I do find that I do like about the decision that they made. Okay. Um. Yeah, at the time, you know, like, I think you and I were very similar. Like we were, oh, Bush won. We were like very much more staunchly in the, in that uh, that camp. I think that's what you were getting at. But um, I feel like looking back on it, reading, you know, kind of what happened, what her perspective was on it, uh, even though she dissented, um, there was there was at least this consistency. She's like, like if it was this way, I would agree. Okay. Right, but this is why it's different. 
But I'm willing to say that had this had this other thing been involved in this, or had this not been the case, I would absolutely 100% agree with the justices on the court. I'm not disagreeing for partisan reasons. I'm disagreeing because there's no precedent for this, Mm -hmm. and we are the Supreme Court. So what I do like uh, that she... I like what she brought and what the other justices bring to the Supreme Court, even when they are diametrically opposed, is they at least tend to be the branch of the United States government that comes in and says, hey, look, we're not necessarily party to the whims uh, of, of society and, and, the, and the, you know, what people feel at one given time. We focus on the law. Our life has been uh, predicated on focusing on the law, on procedure. And I feel like even though this was a loss from a liberal point of view, right. she at least came in and said, hey, look, I would agree with this. The only reason I don't is because there's no precedent for it. Mm-hmm. But she also abided by it. I mean, there, there was no not abiding by no, it. But no. she at least said, hey, here's why I disagree. I would agree here. But this is why it's no, different. And, were... and it went the way towards Bush and mm-hmm. – had I, I believe that history will remember George W. Bush, with the exception of the the weapons of mass destruction thing. I, I think history will look at George W. Bush's presidency well. Interestingly enough, oh um, well, but, I don't know. Uh, from now, a, from, yes, from but a, not twenty his, years. But from, twenty years from now, I think they're going to look back on it and place it where it should be placed. I, I think right from, now, we George W. Bush is alive. He gives a great speech uh, at the uh, Lewis funeral. We like him now compared to the the current guy, and he's very affable. But when you look at when you take his 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 personality and you just place his presidency in history twenty or thirties from now, I think it's going to fall and, in the middle. The, it'll the, be the it'll the be only, okay, the but it won't I'm be. I'm saying what I say is because as someone, and this is not to say, hey, I studied history, so shut the fuck up. There's my one. Well, you want, it's a um, PG thirteen. There, there it is. Um, no, that's it, just me saying. People who study history, which is what I've done, um, they have a certain way of being able to say. The social science of history has been around X amount of years. We're looking at that, and based on what we have studied over the years and when they were hated and when they were liked, we could say, like, probably we can extrapolate from that 20 to 30 to 40 years, maybe even 100 years from now, this presidency will look good regardless. We'll take into consideration the bad things of it, but overall, in terms of where they stand, why? What do you feel went well? Yeah. What, what, what do I feel like? The economy <laughs> sucking or the wars? Which the, part was good? The global meltdown. The, 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 the killing the, hundreds of thousands. The multiple people. wars. The Cheney vice presidency. Yeah, I mean, it, it happened. At, it happened at the end of his. I mean, I, I don't. I'm not. I'm not here to defend President Bush. I am not. No, I, no, no, no. I'm just saying, for from a historical I point of view, it seems story. like his best day was when he was standing on a, a, on a pile. pile of rocks, yeah. and he said, "We're coming together," and we all went. And then from there, it was just a descent I, I appealing, until the end. I am appealing to the opinion of, a, of, a, of historians who are well above my pay grade, who do, do it better who, than do, I do. What did they cite then? <laughs> I, don't have, okay. I, I don't have citations. I, okay. I, I will tell you that right now. I'm just saying, from people I have read, it's been a while since I've talked yeah. about George Bush, let's be honest, right. uh, who have said, his presidency will be remembered well. That, that's okay. all I'm looking at. I'm going, hey, I don't know. I, I don't feel that way, but 
I'm I'm saying. I mean, I'd like to. Fi- I think you're he'll... you're an eminent historian. I, so yeah, David I mean, McCullough. David McCullough is one of those people. I'm like, okay, well, fine. You're an eminent historian. Uh, do you love the rebate? I'm I'm trying to think. Of, like, part D coverage was good. I guess. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to think of like the things that were were positive that I agree with that 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 whether I agree with it or not that most people would agree with. Like that was a good call. It seems like Republicans abandoned him because he said uh, no on Trump. <laughs> you know, Democrats. That's years after the fact, right? Well, I'm, well this That's all years. happens years after the fact. Is what I'm saying. I mean, right. we're looking back on it. Uh, we we love his personality. We think he's a good guy. I'm just saying. We also thought Jimmy Carter is a good guy. Well, but his I mean, presidency I, isn't and, aged and, well. Is all I'm saying. We have we have like a minute left here before okay. we go to break. But I've I've talked to to Kent and I, I posted this out on my Facebook the other day. It's like, hey, I need some serious. I need some serious conservative voices because I'm trying to be balanced when we have this show. Like I'm going to read National Review yeah. and read NP, you know, read NPR or whatever. Conservative and, or Trump voices? Which one are you talking about? So that's what I said. Oh, okay. I was like, hey, I want some smart people who are Trump supporters. And almost every Republican I've talked to has said there's not smart. There are no yeah. smart Republicans who support this this president. And so when I look at someone like a a Bush, there were plenty of smart Republicans yeah. who yeah. supported that president. So in, in that sense, I'm going, within the Republican establishment, establishment, within Republican presidencies, he is going to be remembered fairly well, especially among historians. I thought of something, by the way. Them, but. I thought of something. He, uh, if, if the Republican Party had continued on the way with reaching out to Hispanic voters, the Republican Party would be in a much stronger position right now. He actually uh, did better outreach in getting people... Uh, Hispanic voters to uh, appeal to them. He was because he had a very good relationship with the Hispanic community when he was yeah. governor in Texas, and so that was. I'm just thinking. I, I came up with a good thing. I just wanted to share. You did. That. Yeah. You did. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think it's a good place to take a break. We uh, talked. So we that. talked a lot re- about. I can do the, some research off the bre- off yeah, break. Yeah, we talked a lot <laughs> about the past, and I think in the uh, next uh, after the break, we'll talk a bit about the future. Yeah, absolutely. Future five. <laughs> Okay, we are back from break. Kent, let's uh, let's uh, let's jump back in. What are we going to do in the second half of the show? Uh, well, all right. So uh, we all know who Ruth Bader Ginsburg was, who? and uh, well, referring uh, to the first half of the show, referring to the first half of the show, she was I the forgot, person we were I talking forgot. about. That was a while ago, a couple of beers. So now she's gone, and we have a vacancy on the Supreme Court. Um, it is uh, as we as we record this it's 40 uh, before anybody hears this it's going to be 40 days before until a it'll be 40 days before uh a presidential election and whatever happened in 2016 happened but they are they're going to try uh their damnedest to get a justice confirmed to the court um in October and it remains to see if it remains to be seen if there are enough days, uh, if there are enough days in the calendar to get it done. Um, um, I don't, I don't know. I don't know the the vagaries and mechanics of the uh, Senate calendar. I don't know all of the uh, procedural tricks that can be can be played. So, and correct me if I'm wrong. I believe the fastest one that happened was RBG herself in 70 days. I it's happened. No, John Paul Stevens. I think was went. It, maybe it was a different era. It was like 19 days. Um, There's there, no there, internet. People weren't distracted. There have been there have been faster ones. 
Um, uh, not in this, not in this environment. John Jay, yeah, John Jay wasn't even confirmed. Thirteen days. Um, Uh, Well, see now, I'd rather. I wonder. So, is it possible that now the Republican Party would not buy into this? The GOP as a whole would not buy into this. Is it possible that Donald Trump would decide to hold the pick blackmail? For all those evangelical voters who might actually not vote for him because their consciences say, I just can't do it again. I think if that look is. and say, if he says, listen, if you don't vote for me in November, yeah. Biden gets this pick in January. You'd better come out now and do your just like four years ago for the babies. I think is that is, possible? I th- is, it, is it possible? That he would do that, not the GOP, but his, his certain, decision. Right. Almost it almost certainly will not happen. It is absolutely the smart thing for him to do. Um, but uh, why wouldn't he do it? Because I'm saying I know yeah. why the GOP wouldn't do it. I'm saying why wouldn't Donald Trump? Is this beneath Donald Trump to hold this blackmail? It, it, for him to blackmail not only uh, Republicans who might not vote for him, but uh, I, do you, does he have any loyalty to Mitch McConnell or the Republican no. Party going forward for the next 30 years? No. Has like he ever demonstrated— How old do you think has, he's going to be? I'm, no, no. I'm saying going oh. forward. I'm saying going forward. I'm saying does he show any sign that the, the party and the, and the ideology is more important than him? Has he ever shown that? No. No. So why wouldn't he do that? He already said he wasn't going to. <laughs> well, mean, what else has he said and didn't no. do or did do I and mean, didn't say? We, you know, will see if there's, we will see if there's a nominee. Uh, apparently he's going to, out of respect— um, because that's also because something he would do. That's that's his his deal. He's out of respect. He's going to wait until after uh, Justice Ginsburg's funeral. Uh, really, the last thing I, mean, last thing I read said that it's coming tomorrow night. Maybe so. You mean the funeral that we're going to have on November seventh? Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's tomorrow night. I don't know when the funeral schedule. Laugh or cry. I don't know. I, what I, right no, now. I heard. I heard uh, the press conference is, is eight funeral, thirty p.m. Is her funeral uh, tomorrow? You know, she's yeah. going to lie in state. Oh, is she? I don't I know. Well, no, she would. She have to, wouldn't Maybe she? Maybe it's. I would think tomorrow. she'd get that treatment. I would think. Oh, she's a. She why, might. Why wouldn't she? I would think so. the only thing I can think of. If McCain is, did, I would think uh, RBG would. I. The only thing I can think of, and uh, forgive me, any listeners who uh, to this to whom this sounds ignorant. Um, Jews are very fastidious about when we get in the ground, so I don't know if she has to get in the ground. I don't know. Okay, so continue. Um, so there is an opening there. Uh, it's going to be hell's bells to try and get it done. I don't know if there are enough days left in the calendar to do it. Here's, uh, let's say they take their foot off the gas and they can't get it done and they're going to do it in the lame duck. Here is the, here's the nitty gritty. Uh, Democrats are considered favorites, not a lock, but a favorite to take over the Senate, which means they would have to get it done in the lame duck. Currently, the makeup of the Senate is 53 Republicans, 47 Democrats. Uh, they would have, in the lame duck, 53 uh, Republicans and 47 Democrats until January 3rd, except for the fact that if— uh, we're about to get geeky, you, you signed up— uh, except for the fact that due to Arizona law, um, Mark Kelly, who's the candidate for— uh, the, he's the Democratic candidate uh, in uh, Arizona for the U.S. Senate seat. Mark Kelly can take office on November 30th. 
um, because he would be replacing uh, Martha McSally, who was a special appointment. She was a special appointment, and so she serves not until the end of the congressional term, but in, but once the votes are certified. So Mark Kelly may become a senator on November 30th, which if he does, and he is up on Martha McSally by anywhere between 6 and 12 points. Um, and this is Arizona? This Arizona. is Arizona. Okay. Uh, he would take over uh, that seat. Uh, which was John McCain's old yes. seat, and um, and the the uh, de- not the deficit, the disparity would be cut to fifty two forty eight, fifty two forty eight. Which means all you need are Collins, Murkowski, and Romney. Collins, uh, Susan Collins of Maine, who also looks like a dead duck, and Lisa Murkowski of Alaska, who is not up for election, uh, have already said they're not going to advance a nomination before. Inauguration Day. So and Collins has an iron will. So we have. The, <laughs> so the Supreme Court has announced their plans. Okay. Uh, she will lie in repose okay. for two days. Two days. Um, Monday, Tuesday? Beginning as early as Tuesday. We're in okay. the um, rotunda of a, the... Uh, a private the... ceremony is expected to happen Monday, followed by uh, public repose Tuesday, Wednesday. Where? At the archives? Uh, Supreme Court? Ceremony uh, inside the court. Uh, they have not announced where... The public viewing will be allowed be to happen. How can public viewing when we hear in the middle of a pandemic? Uh, they're saying that. it's it will adhere to social distancing okay, guidelines. Okay, okay. Yeah, 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 very similar to John Lewis. Okay, okay, fair Yeah, they are ex- they are expect they are expecting and anticipating enormous crowds. Okay, yeah. Okay, so if they uh, if Mark Kelly becomes a senator, we will uh, we will have uh, fifty two Republicans, uh, forty eight Democrats, which means they need. Uh, they need 50 Republicans because the vice president is the tiebreaker. They need 50 Republicans to vote yes. My, um, uh, if they have to do this between November th- uh, in the month of December, in the m- between December 1st and January 3rd. Uh, the issue that, and I don't know how much they would let this stop them, you may be aware that our economy and culture— uh, dance around the Maypole of a festival held at the end of December, and nobody wants to be there. Nobody the wants 22nd. to work in December. Nobody wants to work at all in December. They're usually not there after about the 15th. Uh, so it is a very tight window even to get it done in the lame duck. Uh, they need 50 Republicans. Right now, as of this second, they have 51 uncommitted votes. Susan Collins and Lisa Murkowski have said that they are no's. Uh, and okay, hold on, pause. Who who of those two are actually up for re-election? They're, they're like Susan a Collins is up for re-election. Lisa Murkowski is not. Okay, so let's see. Uh, Su- Susan Murkowski is up for re-election. She's the dead no, duck. no. Murkowski yeah. is not up for. Right. Not. Susan Collins, Collins is the okay. one that so, some people are saying she may hold back, okay. trying to so, sway voters in her opinion. Right. And okay, so Collins holds back. Let's say she saves her seat. Yes. By doing this. By differentiating herself from Un- the Trump camp. Unlikely at this point, but yes. I'll give the number, but it's but, pretty unlikely. Okay, but but let's say that she does, or yep. that's the reason she does it. Right, let's say by some miracle, she saves her seat. Mm-hmm. She's voted in. She's not voted in based on special elections, so she stays a senator. Yep. And then is a part of the next Congress. That's mm-hmm. fine. Uh, whatever, how many years it is, how many years? Six. No, no, I mean, the which Congress it is. hundred and, I don't know. Yeah, a hundred yeah. and something, right? Um, my my question then is: Once you've been voted in, once your seat is secure, yeah, then you could vote along party lines because you got another six years, and and American 
memories are very short. Sure. So is anyone going to remember that six years from now? Like, hey, you said this, you held back, we, we voted you back in, and yep. then you voted for the most conservative liberal, not the most conservative liberals, sorry, the most conservative justice ever on the Supreme Court now. Like, it's, whatever. Yeah. Not ever, I, uh, but, And know. just looking at the numbers, Collins has not been up since, what year is it? <laughs> Gideon's been, been up by... Four to twelve and a half. Sarah, Sarah Gideon is the Democrat running against Susan Collins. Okay, so, yeah. So then, the, let's say on the other side, doesn't then, look great. Let, let's assume positive intent. You're on mm-hmm. your way out, and you finally do the right thing. Is that what people are seeing that Susan Collins pro- probably doing? Maybe like, I, I'm not going to win, and this well, isn't right. She is she's crapped on by Republicans and Democrats sure. alike at this point. So okay. she has no loyalty towards the machine. I think right. she has won. Uh, Susan Collins has, which is very odd for a Republican, she has won awards from Planned Parenthood for being a for being a defender of the Roe versus Wade decision, and she is savvy enough to know that uh, it would be that that decision would be effectively, if not in if not in name, would be effectively hollowed out uh, and effectively ended uh, if she votes for. Uh, let's say Judge Barrett. Um, I don't. Uh, it, it's impossible to say what, what but she if will she's do. Gonna lose? Does it really even matter? Well, uh, legacy. I mean, if she yeah. cares at all about what she's thought. I mean, what's going to last past her? Maybe I'm naive. I Maybe assume she doesn't care. There, there are things that all of these people. Does anyone have principles? <laughs> genuinely care about? I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to think as the hoi polloi right here. I'm a guy who yeah. votes, right? Um, I vote, and I pay attention to what's happening in the current. Uh, news stream. Uh, the fact that Kent can come in here and say, this person and this person who I've never heard of, this is what's going on. This person won a special election and here's the laws in Arizona. I'm like, I don't fucking know that shit. So That's two, baby. Two, we're done. We're done. Okay. We're done. Okay, I'm done. Um, and you said two. I could I do two, can, right? So I think it was I one. Do. I was very strategic on that. Uh, that was two. We're going to be a diehard movie <laughs> next year. Oh, yeah. if, we're gonna buy for what it's worth, since you handle your own editing, if you ring the bell, it puts a very unique, ti- very oh, unique digital yeah. signal. That's why the bells exist. That's interesting. There it puts go. a very unique signature in the file. Oh, so you can oh, well, there we go. Right. So you kind of loud. Um, so you know what? Now you now, now you let them do it. It threw me off. He's going to do that all day long. <laughs> <laughs> this is not threw me off. Um, so this show needs more. Well, no, but I mean, you also have to assume no. that if somebody with nothing to lose or gain, the only thing that should remain at that point is your personal principles. What do you care about? And so yeah. far, she has shown that she actually cares about uh, pro-choice. No, or, no, or the Roe versus Wade. My, my point was. Legacy. We're yeah. talking about legacy. Yeah. All legacy. Right? I don't know, honestly, I don't know what the legacy of uh, John McCain is. Okay. I know, I know, I know the news bites, and that's what most people do. Like, he was captured. Donald Trump said terrible things about him being captured. He was a senator from Arizona. That's what I know. Now, if you really, really, really pay attention to, to politics, like Kent does quite a bit, and, and you do as well, um, I pay attention to politics you know, in the areas that matter to me and things that I'm preparing for the show. But most people are like me in that, hey, look, I know who John McCain is. I know Trump talked crap about him, and I like that or I don't like that based on where I am on the on, on whichever side of the aisle I am. So when it comes to the legacy of senators mm-hmm. or congressmen or whatever, do do the hoi polloi really think about the le- what, – what's your legacy, Susan Collins? What are people going to remember you for? Susan no Collins, one's going to remember you. Susan uh, Collins cares about yeah. it. That's the point. Who I think. was the senator before her? 
Uh, Angus o- King, o- Olympia Snow. Who was a senator before them? Why am I well, expecting I don't to know. know two generations See, of senators ago? There we ago. go. I'm like, that's, no, 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 that's... no. So, but you're getting. It's not. Doesn't have to be important to you. It has to be important to her. It has to be important to the person. For for instance, uh, but what their matters? Legacy, their legacy matters to us, right, Calvin. Right? Calvin, no, yeah. no, no. Okay, Calvin, right. you can die tomorrow, okay? And we'll remember you, and we'll remember this or that or the other thing. But most of that doesn't Hopefully matter. The show will matter. <laughs> but hope. But but more importantly, it's not what matters to me about Calvin. It's about what matters to you, Calvin. What you want people to think about you. So it doesn't even matter about what's in the room. It, as soon as Colin is going to leave office, it's not really going to matter what the people in Missouri thought about her. She has constituents in Maine. She has certain principles, I suspect. And she's going to want to go out on a note that says, basically, this is what I want to be remembered by. Okay, let's take two more minutes to talk about this, because I'm don't. i I'm, I'm taking it off the rails, and I don't want it to be off the rails too much. But I'm going, okay. Uh, doesn't le- matter to the voters. It matters to her is what I'm saying. Yeah, and, and my thought is, okay, legacy, it, it, does legacy matter while you're alive or, or once you're dead? Like, Barack Obama was president, right? Uh, he, he's, yeah, he, yeah he, he thinks about his legacy. Donald Trump, think about his legacy mm-hmm. as well. Anybody who's been president thinks about their legacy. Fine. Good and well. Uh, does that matter while you're alive or, or once you're dead? Because once I'm dead, I can't affect what anybody thinks about my legacy. Okay. You might want to ring the bell because this is way – I mean, I don't want to do this for another 10 minutes. Okay. okay. Don't care. Okay. Right. Susan Collins may – Susan Collins may be true to her word and she may not be. Moving on. Okay. Um, uh, I expect the same of Lisa Murkowski. She may or may not uh, keep her word. Uh, she strikes me as somebody with a little more backbone. She came right out. Almost. She did. She I was almost first... feel like no one asked her. She was she the first one. Something, so. She was the first one. Do they yeah. stick with it? I think Do she you will. think so? I, I think she will. I think, that, I think those two. Now, okay. the Collins has swayed, though. Yeah. Murkowski, I suspect, is... The wild card in all of this. Uh, at the, uh, There are two wild cards. One is a little more notable than the other. Uh... Uh, Mitt Romney, Screw if you talk, Romney, if he doesn't, I, do you does, think Romney's on. a wild card? Really? Uh, I think he feels two very powerful. I think he feels two very powerful pulls. On one hand, uh, he has immense uh, loathing and detestation for Donald Trump, who he considers a criminal and a fraud. Right. And, and procedure. I, and I don't think... And voted to impeach him. And voted to impeach him. And I don't think he wants to see him with a third... Uh, which is wild. I mean, no other president in my lifetime has gotten three right. picks. I don't think he wants to see him with a third pick. I think Nixon was the last one. Right? Uh, maybe so. He was. Uh, okay. And that being said, uh, Romney's also committed to conservative judges. So I don't I don't know which of those two is going to yeah, win out. And, and that's been my I question. It's like, hey, you vote against a guy that you, you don't have any loyalty to or, towards, and you've made that your own record. But at the same time, you are what we consider, not you, but I mean, like Mitt Romney is what we consider a classical Republican, mm-hmm. right? He's probably more a David French Republican, right? So, hey, I believe in Republican principles. This judge, despite who is nominating them, is someone who I would absolutely 1,000% want to confirm. But do I do that because it's being confirmed by the wrong person? So if you're Joe Biden, do you uh, meet Mitt Romney in a parking garage somewhere <laughs> and say— Here's the judge I would put, 
<laughs> we can come to an <laughs> we can uh, we can come to a, a I'm Catholic. You're more. I mean, we can we have some stuff in, in common. Trench coat in that <laughs> exactly. Everyone's in a trench coat. Uh, would this be fake okay? Wa- fake watches. Yeah. You could you could you could screw Trump and still get a judge you don't hate if you uh, do it this way. So let's assume for the moment that the worst happens. Uh, th- let's assume that the worst happens. That either before the election or in the lame duck, they can't. Uh, the Democrats cannot acquire enough crossovers, and they can't stop the nomination. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about uh, the. Th- uh, let's assume that for the moment that Biden has been elected at this point. There are two scenarios which could present themselves in January. One, uh, it's a six-three uh, conservative majority on the court, and Biden says, I was brought here to restore normalcy uh, or normality, depending on which of those words you like better. I like normalcy. Um, I was brought here to restore normalcy. I was brought here to bring respect back to this office, and we're not going to blow anything up. We're just going to do government in the right way and uh, starting from where we're at right now. Two, uh, scenario two, is... Uh, The Democrats uh, in Congress decide that the people in now two two consecutive elections, 2018 and 2020, have elected them to enact their priorities. And those priorities are impossible with a 6-3 Supreme Court. And so there's a series of things. And I don't even I, I don't know in what order of magnitude these things would be, but there's a series of things that they could do and they would not need the court to uh, to accomplish them. It's a simple matter of law and getting Joe Biden to agree. Uh, one, uh, you kill the filibuster, uh, which eliminates the requirement for 60 votes to pass uh, legislation, uh, which is something that haunted Obama for his entire presidency. Uh, and uh, That is a Senate rule that the leaders can just... It requires a Senate vote. I mean, it's just 51 requires, though, right? Yep, requires yeah. 51 so votes. Just 51. Uh, or, or 50 votes if the vice president... Let's if, hope we uh, have 51 for yes. yeah, Go ahead. Um, uh, they can kill the filibuster, uh, which means that they can get things done with 50 votes, if need be. Uh, 51 if it was just senators. Um, once they kill the filibuster, uh, they could... Um, we previously spoke about... Uh, Increasing the size of the court by either two or four seats to maintain a um, to maintain an odd number. Uh, expanding it by three would be weird because then you could have ties. Nah. Although we had at one point ten justices on the Supreme Court, it was very very odd. I could planning. Um, Didn't it start with six? Did it? If I recall correctly, I believe it started was, with just six. That's dumb. I mean, who no, would do that? It did not start with six. How many? That's that's even. I, I know no, what we're saying. I'm, no, I'm aware. I believe the Supreme Court started with six justices. Okay. I'll is it look. possible that at that point they still had these high ideals that uh, it will never, it, it won't be a tie because these are very smart people who are coming to conclusions together? I mean, I'm sure, very possible. All right, all right. Very possibly. Um, and the other thing that they can do, which seems fanciful because we are, uh, everyone uh, here uh, is under like 60 years old. Um, yeah, under 60 years old. But um, we could add two states, and we could add two states uh, by uh, by virtue of simply um, introducing a bill 
to, and we're talking about the District of Columbia and Puerto Rico? The, excuse me. The uh, Judiciary Act of 1789 established mm-hmm. the first Supreme Court with six justices. Huh. Mm-hmm. Yep. So they didn't know how odd numbers worked. Look at me. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, but, but I, yeah. I'm saying, though, if they had the high idealism high of ideals, these are yes. very smart people, they're going to get to. It's not about winning or losing by, you know, four to two. It's about they're going to come together and they're going to have conclusion. They, and occasionally yeah. there'll be a dissent. Sure. But they anticipated 6 0 and 5 yeah. 1 decisions. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm wondering. Uh, so they could add two states, um, uh, the District of Columbia uh, See, now ahead, out of those and two, Puerto Rico. Out of those two options, one I'm completely on board for. I think the idea of Puerto Rico and D.C. not be, having statehood, mm-hmm. especially Puerto Rico. Uh, but both of them, I'm completely on board oh, for. See, you see, most people would say, especially DC, because DC pays federal taxes, uh, and, and Puerto and, Rico right. does not. But I think, yeah. I think they're, I think on a technical issue, yeah. DC should be a state. Okay, and just, just Puerto Rico should be a state. But anyway, yeah, I, I'm completely on board with that one. What I said earlier about the um, uh, adding seats, yes. though. You're gonna get. You're gonna. It's gonna fire back on you. So you'd better make sure that you have four, yep. young, three, four, four youngish judges, so that for the next thirty years at least you're good to go. Yep. Because I think uh, anytime, it doesn't matter if you're trying to right wrongs. Mm-hmm. Anytime you introduce whatever you think of as justice, there's gonna be blowback. Mm-hmm. So, All right, inevitably. So do it and do it well because it's gonna happen eventually. So let's take this conversation in a different direction. So first half of the show, we talked about RBG. Um, we've talked a little bit about legacy on, on the second half. Uh, RBG gets into uh, law practice corn, you know, at, at Cornell, then Harvard, then, then Columbia, and she starts looking at the 14th Amendment, civil rights for women. Right? Hey, it's got to apply to women the same way that it, it applies to, to black people, the 14th Amendment. You know, um, And... My question now would be, okay, we're, we're seeing people with the, the death of Ruth Bader Ginsburg mm-hmm. uh, who are now saying, hey, look, the election now has a stint, the election and the Supreme Court uh, has, have ostensibly become synonymous with each other at this point. Whoever this person is going to be is going to sway, honestly, uh, uh, the Supreme Court for the next generation, 30 mm-hmm. years, right? So – my question would be, what are, the, what are the big civil liberties issue, the civil rights issue, that you feel might be at stake? I know the biggest one, of course, is abortion. I feel like a lot of people, looking at abortion, honestly, since Roe v. Wade to now, kicking it back to the states, not kicking it back to the states, I don't think abortion is yeah. going anywhere. But um, if we take abortion off the table— which I don't think you can, but if for the purposes of this conversation, what do you think are the big civil liberties issues that are at stake for the next 30 years based on how the Supreme Court goes on, in, in this election? I think it's going to continue to be about privacy concerns. I think with the Internet the way it is, with social media, with things going out there and staying out there forever, for your information being out there, for more information being put out there, your all your banking is done online, uh, I'd have to think there's going to be because more of your information is out there when the FBI is you know uh, investigating criminal activity they're going to want access to that information so that- I, w- I would be inclined to agree with you on this in that okay fine the things that make the news or I mean some some of these have made the news privacy stuff has made the news but the things that are sensational mm-hmm. uh, abortion 
uh, Obergefell was gay marriage got passed, right? Uh, 2015? 2015? 2015. Uh-huh. All right, so that, that yeah. got passed. Those are the big issues because evangelicals... Yeah. You, know, you can ha- raise ha- money on that. But I, given the camp that we come from, I don't see a lot of evangelicals going, hey, 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 what about pri- you know, privacy issues? Like th- Those aren't yeah. big on the radar. You don't hear a lot of things preached about that on, on a Sunday morning. Um, but I have seen, if you pay attention to the news, the biggest stories surrounding what the Supreme Court tends to be dealing with in this era has to do with what do we do with the fact that we're in a digital era and Mm -hmm. privacy is different? Expectations of privacy are different. A lot of us are – like when you sign into Facebook, a lot of people – or Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, whatever, there's that privacy – the statement you got to sign. you got to read it, but you don't read it, right? Yeah. And it makes it longer and longer every time there's an update. It basically says we could sell your first child if we want to, right? We could use any of your information in any way that that we deem fit if you put it on our our, – on our site, and Dave walked out of the room just now. But he's told me he'd actually be somebody to talk to he, about this. Where's he? He's told me, hey, if the product is free, if if what you're on, if the platform is free that you're on, you are the product. Mm-hmm. You're the product, right. and so you're being sold to these third party vendors who are then selling you their products. You go on, they know who you are, know about you, and you buy. Also, you're on Wish. All of a sudden, hey, <laughs> I, I talk about. One wheels, and all of a sudden, I'm seeing tons of one wheel. Yeah, I, I just mention it in a, in a I, conversation I, I you're having. My, I right. bought my iPad Pro, and if I'm on Facebook and knows I'm on my iPad Pro, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden I see iPad Pro um, advertisement things you could get on your iPad Pro, and so the most you of have the, an iPad Pro, I do. Most of the cases <laughs> that I have seen mm-hmm. in the news tend to deal with. Issues of privacy more than the big hot button because it's not. It's not about Facebook issues. having your information. It's not about Amazon. It's about uh, law enforcement having your information. It's about the government having access to your information. And there's been uh, there's been different fights between uh, cellular phone companies. You know, not wanting to give up information because you know there. Uh, I I can't remember. This was a couple years ago. Uh, there was a. Um, a story about uh, they couldn't get into a terror, not a terrorist, but a uh, some. Yeah, they Apple, couldn't get into Apple, somebody's Apple phone, and they the, wouldn't would, give in. Apple the would not unlock the phone. Exactly, they would not unlock yep. the phone. Eventually, the FBI was able to. They get were it, able but to yeah. exactly, but they, and that they, was fine. They paid someone, and then they got sued for yeah. that, but for doing. But it. Apple didn't give away your information. Correct. I think that was the point, and I think that's what uh, users of Apple would want. They they. They would say, you know what, if they can hack into it, it's one thing, but I don't want my company giving away this information. And I think that's what we're going to see more and more of because, I mean, if you look at the numbers, uh, you, you look at abortion numbers per year. Uh, since 1986, they've been in decline. Some years more than others. So Sometimes they plateau. I, I said, said mid 90s have been going down. So it's been 1986 okay. was the was the was that's high the peak, and then okay. it's been uh, it's been going there's down. There's plateau really depending. Uh, it, it does when you when when the the government does install more abstinence stuff in schools, it does plateau a little bit more. But so, generally so speaking, that, it's been going to that down. And let me dispel a myth. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of people say, hey, you know, uh, hey, hey, uh, under Democrat in these in these uh, debates people have online. Hey, just so you know, and one of my friends said this, just so you know, under Democratic presidencies, abortions go down. That's been debunked. It's just been going down year over year, well, no it matter goes, who the president it, is. It, it has plateaued more. Like under George uh, W. Bush ran an abstinence-only campaign for schools. His uh, Department of Education ran an abstinence-only, and it plateaued a little bit. But yes, generally speaking— it doesn't. Generally speaking, it's been going down. It plateaus a little bit more in yeah. a Republican president. But the point being is that there is going to come a time in our lifetime where it's such a little. Uh, it, 
you know, you're down to 400,000, 300,000 abortions per year where it was 3.8 million in 1986, where it's going to become, where we have to move on to something different. Whether it's, uh, I think as Kent had mentioned uh, to me in, in a private conversation by like, well, we've latched on to human trafficking now. That's a, right. that's a new big one. Uh, because the abortions have been declining every year, regardless of whether it's Democrat or Republican. Uh, while you used to be able to run on that and just uh, make sure that the uh, the listener doesn't know any better, a s- we are going to get better at uh, putting out uh, actual statistics that people pay attention to as the years go on, and that's going to become less of a uh, a point when you go uh, cast your ballot. So I did uh, just come across this. Um, just uh, it's it's a meme, so take it with a grain of salt. But uh, quote unquote numbers don't lie, right? So uh, obviously neither party wants to see abortions increase. If we were talking specifically about abortion here, right, which we are, um, the difference is in strategy. The Republicans approach of make it illegal versus the Democrats' approach of make it unnecessary, which is more effective. The numbers speak for themselves. So we see uh, down 4% under Reagan, 4% under Bush, down 30% under Clinton, down 3% under Bush, down 26% under Obama, which leads itself to the, hey, under uh, Democratic presidents. Now, I know I've had this conversation with people who are very, very pro-life, and they will say, well, why— did it uh you know what what kind of efforts were pro life advocates putting out under uh those republican uh, sorry those those democratic uh presidents we have a republicans are, it's called education uh, yes the argument i've heard is hey when republicans are on republicans are on our side and so the messaging that we want is out there uh whereas under uh under democratic presidencies, we have to double our efforts. So that's why the numbers are down. That's why you know what to save the babies. Let's re- let's elect more Democrats then. Yep, <laughs> maybe. And, and and I mean, anyway, I'd, I'd have to look at those numbers. But okay, so uh, Kent, your thoughts now that we're. I mean, I'd, I'd like to get off the the topic of abortion here because I don't feel like that's the most prevalent. Also, uh, kind of depressing. It is, yeah. but I don't feel like it's the most prevalent issue. Like I said, the biggest issue I've seen in the courts, especially yeah. Supreme Court, has been around privacy. What have been some other issues that you think are, are going to be big civil rights issues in the next 30 years or so? I mean, I'm a terrible person to ask this. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. You, know. you don't have a crystal ball? You crystal I, ball I, adm- I admit complete and total ignorance. Uh, I am, um, to my, uh, not to my credit, what's the opposite of that? To my detriment. Detriment. Uh, I am uh, more interested, I find that I am more interested in politics than policy. And um, find that I, fi- I find the I find the game easier to f- to follow than the than the su- the the sausage of See, and making I am the, the you know, I am the opposite of that. Right. I hate the game. So I, I hate don't the like politics. the game. I don't I think like it's that. easier so to follow. So yeah. Let me ask this question then: If if that's the case, Kent, and yeah. then and then Steve and I are like, hey, we kind of agree that that privacy is going to be the big issue yeah. in the next thirty years. I'm, I'm sure uh, Dave, being kind of the internet specialist that you are, you would somewhat. Uh, agree with that to a degree absolutely um, yeah and uh, my thought is we're seeing especially on the side of democrats a meltdown and none of it has to do with what are people going to do with my facebook information in the next 30 years no one's saying that facebook's not gonna be around in 30 years but whatever uh not in the, the way that it is right now there'll be something and then there'll be something there'll be something and something else yeah. right um people aren't decrying oh my god rbg has died and now Privacy is going to be the biggest issue because if you look at how they voted in the last few years, that's not super big political. I mean, I guess it is a political issue for certain people, but for the most part, privacy is not the biggest political issue. So if we're talking about the next 30 years, 
And privacy is the biggest issue we can come up with outside of abortion, and they're not going to undo gay marriage that I know of. Uh, why are people melting down the way that they are over the death of RBG? What is the if if a if uh, Amy um, Coney Barrett Coney Barrett replaces RBG? Is it truly going to be the travesty that people say that it is? I don't know anything about her background. I could look it up. I know she's a I know she's a Republican rock star, mm-hmm. but is it going to be? The big I, issue that I we think say there's a greater is. point. I think the greater point is that. Can we answer the question I just asked, though? Yeah, that's the that, well. I'll a, I'll answer okay, it by right. saying there's a greater point. Okay, I guess what I'm saying is that uh, the reason people are making a big deal about it is they think the guy in there is a shyster and he's going to get a third person. I think that's the so biggest it's about point. Just keeping the well, no, I think it's the fact of if I think that a big part of it is the fact that um, Kavanaugh, while being probably an okay judge was elevated to the Supreme Court of the United States that in any given year he would have been the third guy in the list he wasn't but, co- but Trump he, was stuck with them because that was his pick Kavanaugh I mean Kavanaugh was I mean I've looked at his stuff since then Kavanaugh was not an okay judge Kavanaugh was a brilliant jurist No 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 there's a difference between uh, a okay jurist and an okay nominee for the Supreme Court of the United States. Most people with his skeletons would have been dropped and, and the next guy would have been gone to or the next woman would have been uh, gone to. Do you remember Clarence Thomas? He was not dropped. He was not dropped. Same skeletons. Same skeletons. I don't... That on exact- TV, not pushed out there in the public eye. No. It was literally a trial where they brought... Um, what was her name? Who, who, Anita, Anita Hill. Hill. There was literally Senate hearings where she had to testify. They absolutely brought it out in front of everyone. C-SPAN was on it like twenty four seven. Yes, you but you can't tell me that it was not the same thing. It was. I don't think it was the same thing. I think it was a different thing. You, you took all of Kavanaugh's it was just so life. So long ago, it was the same thing. I, it, I I believe it was the same thing. Okay. I mean, I, I mean, they they played. They literally played well, like screenshots side by side. I the think. Same thing. I, I'm just saying, a different right. president, a different president besides Trump would have said, nah, "I'm going to the next person," but that was his person, and so he, ride or died with them. Clarence Thomas was ride or die as well. So. I mean, for what it's worth, her two the two big issues that have pumped her to the top of the list and, and why Trump would put her out there. Mm-hmm. Um, she has vowed to repeal the ACA. Yes. And she has vowed to, fi- to fight against Roe versus Wade. I think that'll get her there. I don't think she'll do either of those things. Okay, but those are her positions. Right, I understand that. I don't think she'll actually... Which it goes against like someone like John Roberts, who when asked about it said Roe versus Wade is the law of the land. He made no yeah. attempts to say, I'm going to... Because what she's, what a, a usual jurist will say is, uh, I will respect the Constitution, I will read precedent, I will make a, a judgment based on the facts of the case and the law in front of me. Whereas you're having somebody in this case say... Here's all my. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm, I'm going to get rid of all this. Day one. Day one, and it just <laughs> so happens. Right. It just so happens. It's the. It's the most political of issues. Yeah, and, and I, I will say this. Um, well, to, and to, honestly, Kennedy, the biggest issue that a lot of people have with her is she's only three years in to her current position. Like, so of of anybody he could pick, she has probably the least experience. Which is not a big deal for him because he also has the same amount of experience as she does at this point. They but you need. But time. arguably, you need less experience to be president than to be a judge. And the Supreme Court, I would argue. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I would agree with that. Fair enough. Sad, um, as sad as that is, I would agree with mm-hmm. that. Uh, I had another point, but, I, but I'm losing it, and I think this is a good place to, to land the plane. There's a lot uh, that we could uh, continue to talk about, but uh, I'm, I'm running out of speed here. So, good conversation. 
Thanks, guys. Um, we will uh, we'll continue uh, next week with with more in the election 2020. Uh, I think we've got two more weeks uh, of, of topics here. Um, but for those of you listening, thanks so much for leading, uh, listening to Leading Questions with Calvin Moore. Make sure you check out our website, leadingquestionsnow.com, where you can find all of our episodes from this season and last, se- uh, last six seasons, uh, bios, a calendar of upcoming topics, and even suggest topics for us to talk about. If you're interested in bringing our program out to your college, your university, or organization, email us at hello at leadingquestionsnow, and we'll get back to you. Don't forget, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and, of course, the Podcast Detroit app. Please leave us a review. That's very important, and we will see you next week.